InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. One in six men will fight prostate cancer during their lifetime. But how much do you know about this disease? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is here with one of the nation's top experts with important information every man needs to know. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Dr. Eric Klein is the chairman of the Cleveland Clinic Glickman Urological and Kidney Institute. He's also a co-discoverer of XMRV, a human virus found in men genetically predisposed to prostate cancer, and he's written a book called The Cleveland Clinic Guide to Prostate Cancer. Dr. Klein, welcome to InfoTrack. Thanks. So just how common is prostate cancer? It is the most common cancer in men after skin cancer. And is it correct that Perhaps in their 70s and 80s, it's almost a majority of men who have it. Is that right? Yeah, that's absolutely correct if you do an autopsy and look at their prostate under the microscope. On the other hand, not nearly that many men, only a few hundred thousand a year, are actually clinically diagnosed with prostate cancer. It is obviously not the cause of their death. It's not a fatal illness at that correct. point. Correct. Correct. Only about 27,000 men a year die of prostate cancer as opposed to several hundred thousand who are diagnosed, and so that tells you that it's not a terribly lethal cancer. Talk for a moment about the major risk factors for prostate cancer. Major risk factors are age, race, and family history. So we don't see much prostate cancer in men below the age of 50, and it increases with each decade of aging. Men in their 60s and 70s are more likely than men in their 50s to get it. African Americans are more likely to get prostate cancer and more likely to die of it. And men with a family history are about double the risk of getting prostate cancer as someone without a family history. Let's talk for a moment about screening. How do most men who have prostate cancer learn that they have it? It's usually because of a PSA blood test that raises an alarm, either because it has reached a certain level in their bloodstream or it was higher than it was the year before. You mentioned that PSA blood test. I understand there's a bit of controversy about that, about whether every man should be screened for prostate cancer. Yeah, there's a lot of controversy about it now. We have seen since the introduction of PSA about 20 years ago that men who are diagnosed with prostate cancer are diagnosed at a much earlier stage and the likelihood of being diagnosed with metastatic disease has gone down substantially. And we assumed that that would result in fewer men dying of prostate cancer. And in fact, the death rate due to prostate cancer since PSA has been around has dropped substantially. But that's probably also in part due to better treatments and more aggressive treatment. What's controversial about PSA is that there are two big studies now that were published earlier this year coming to opposite conclusions regarding whether or not PSA actually saves lives. The U.S. study did not suggest that it saved lives. The European study suggested that it reduced the likelihood of dying of prostate cancer by about 20%. That's why there's a controversy. Early detection, and presumably that is with a PSA test, how important is early detection? Well, it's critical if you're going to be cured of prostate cancer, really of any cancer, because the cure rate for prostate cancer is very high if the cancer is all contained in the prostate when it is diagnosed. And the main way that that's found is by PSA testing. So if the cancer is outside the prostate when it's treated, then the cure rates are lower. It's not zero, but it is lower. Is there a particular age that you recommend that men do get a PSA test? The American Urological Association now recommends that men consider having a baseline PSA when they're in their 40s for two reasons. There's some evidence that the actual value of PSA when you're in your 40s helps predict your lifetime risk of prostate cancer. So if you're above the average for that age, you probably ought to be screened a little more frequently. 
and also in men in their 40s and early 50s before the prostate starts growing and you get non-cancerous prostate enlargement, which also makes PSA, then you can look at the rate of change of PSA year to year or every two or three years, and that's a, an indicator of the presence or absence of prostate cancer. And I would think that some of the risk factors that you mentioned a moment ago would also be something that would spur people on to get this test earlier. Yes, men who are at higher risk. African-Americans and those with family history probably should be screened earlier. Again, the idea being at least get a baseline PSA in your 40s sometime and then discuss with your doctor based on the results how frequently you ought to be screened after that. Probably not everybody needs to be screened every year. Tell us about some of the latest research. I understand that there's certainly some big progress happening. Lots of interesting things going on, new drugs in the pipeline, perhaps new ways to just destroy parts of the prostate that have cancer in it, minimize side effects. One story, the confirmatory study on the presence of a virus called XMRV in about a quarter of men with prostate cancer. That's something that we discovered here in Cleveland. And the interesting feature of this new study was that it was found actually in the prostate cancer cells themselves and seemed to be associated with the presence of more aggressive forms of the cancer. What are the most common treatments? Is it surgery, radiation, a combination of those? Yeah, actually uh, surveillance, just watching for men with the earliest cancers and the appropriate patient and age and social circumstances and so forth is gaining popularity. For those who actually have treatment, it's about 50-50 between surgery and radiation. And there are two different kinds of radiation. There's radioactive seed implant, that's called brachytherapy, or external radiation therapy. I think many men, when they hear a diagnosis of prostate cancer, think, well, that's the end of my sex life. Is that correct? Absolutely not correct. The nerve bundles that allow for erections do run right alongside the prostate, and they're attached. And both radiation and surgery can interfere with the ability to have erections. But in skilled hands, that can be minimized. And drugs like Viagra and the other drugs on the market that are similar to Viagra, Levitra, and Cialis uh, work pretty effectively. As far as things that the average man can do, I understand that exercise is maybe one of the best preventative activities. Well, it's preventative for a lot of things. It hasn't specifically been shown to prevent prostate cancer, but individuals who exercise regularly also generally follow a healthy lifestyle in terms of their dietary choices and so forth, and there probably is some ability of having a very balanced diet to prevent all cancers, not specifically prostate cancer. Do you have any other suggestions on preventative steps that the average guy can take? Yeah, something to talk to your doctor about. There's a class of drugs called 5-alpha reductase inhibitors. There are two of them that are on the market. One's called finasteride. The other is called dutasteride that are FDA-approved for treating urinary symptoms due to prostate enlargement. And there have been two large clinical trials that showed that men who took one or the other of those drugs in certain circumstances reduced their risk of getting prostate cancer by about 25%. So that's something to ask your doctor about. Do you have any other final thoughts for us? Yeah, prostate cancer is easy to treat when it's found. It's highly curable. and Not everybody needs to be treated, and so men should not hesitate to educate themselves about this and to discuss the issues with their doctor. And is there a website that you recommend? Yeah, I'd recommend the Cleveland Clinic website, clevelandclinic.org. We have lots of great information and a guide that goes over all the various management strategies and treatments for prostate cancer. And the American Cancer Society website is excellent. The Prostate Cancer Foundation website is excellent for the latest in research news. Dr. Eric Klein, chairman of the Cleveland Clinic Glickman Urological and Kidney Institute and the author of the book, The Cleveland Clinic Guide to Prostate Cancer. Thanks for joining us on InfoTrack. Okay, thank you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey.
You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.